Hey, welcome back to the Made to Homeschool podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Brigitte. And Brigitte, my wife, and I are the founders of Made to Homeschool, and we're taking a step back from our usual interview format today to share a little bit of our own journey with you. We have just started homeschooling. Yes, we've had one day, and we are currently doing it right now, individual work, and we both work full time. I'm currently on maternity leave, so I'm home, yes. but in the next month or so, I will not be. And so we are figuring it out as we go. We kind of wanted to talk through it with you guys and kind of just share our journey because we are starting. Yeah, and we had some really interesting experiences already in day one yesterday. Um, but yeah, maternity leave with the baby that may or may not be crying. And so if you hear that or she pops out, she's going to go get a baby and you can meet the baby because he's really cute. And that's okay. If you're on video, you'll see him. If you're on audio, hopefully you don't hear too much, but we'll do our best. Um, do you want to talk about just kind of our unique scheduling situation a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think we have found typically in the homeschool world where a lot of times it's the mom who stays home. And so though that is our desire and we could move to that in the future, when I go back to work, it will be in a hospital or clinic setting um, in healthcare. And so I will be gone probably four to five days out of the week. And so what we're doing in this month could be different from next month because I'm home right now, 24-7. And so kind of how we have it scheduled... <clears throat> no, we're new at this, right? So we kind of made a block scheduling system. So it's not, it has times on it, though they can be fluid. But what we have found is our kids, since they're coming out of the school system, they um, expect some kind of schedule. And so it's actually important to them and important to us since when I do go back to work, Brandon will be working full time from the house. And so it's kind of like we are... Um, I am now, but right. without you here with the kids. Right. And yeah. so it's like we need to um, set up expectations, which is just good in general for life, right? So they have... Um, and since our eight-year-old can read, he can help the five-year-old <laughs> to know what time of day it is and what they're expected to be doing. Like so, if I'm working and they're like... Right. Or like if you're on Daddy, call, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that they don't always need to come to him or come to me if I'm home saying, well, what can I do? It's like, no, this is kind of yep. the the framework that we're starting to work in. And so we're going to adjust this over time. Yeah. And then it'll probably be revamped a little bit when we possibly move and <laughs> when I go back to work. And I don't think we have to go into like the details of every piece of it, but I mm -hmm. think what... You know, first observation, and I realized this months ago, but excited for it to be real now, is that the actual instruction time, not going down to the level of per kid instruction, mm -hmm. but just instruction happening in general in like traditional school, they were in a private Christian school before, is like a couple hours a day, and that's for the whole class. And you divide that into one kid, and it's like a few minutes. So you realize if you do just a couple, and y'all know this, I know y'all know this, <laughs> I'm just sharing my excitement, a couple hours of actual instruction or school work can get a lot done. And it's, the, the thing I'm really excited about is all the extra time for our kids to be kids mm -hmm. and to play and to explore and to create and We've built that into this. We've kind of just got like one primary school, quote unquote, if you if you can't see, I'm just doing air quotes here, block, where we're like, okay, well, this is time for reading, uh, writing, we're doing penmanship stuff for math, for science, history, geography, et cetera, et cetera. And yesterday was our first day doing it. Yes. How did you feel about that first day? 
I thought it was great. I actually <clears throat> was gone the first part because I had a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. And so I came back and kind of, you know, knew where we were at because of this block scheduling and then um, was able to help just kind of jump in, help out, just answering some questions and just being able to, like, see our kids learning and to teach them. Um, but kind of regarding the schedule, one of the things I've noticed um, is that our kids coming out of the system, right, they're used to being told what to do every second of the day. And so, yes, we have like a schedule, but when they have free time, one of the things I'm finding is they're still like, I don't know what to do. I'm bored. And it's like, no, no. Yes, that is new for you maybe because you're used to being told every second of the day what to do Mm -hmm. or where you're supposed to be or this or that. And so when they have this open-ended time, right now they've been conditioned to just accept being told what to do. And it's like, well, now we're trying to like – change their mindset and say, hey, like you can do whatever you want to do. You have toys to play with. You have, you know, things that you can do, read, what, you know, all of these other things that we've kind of laid out as options, but they're not used to being able to choose for themselves. And I think that's so exciting that we're going to start to change their paradigm of how they like view learning in school. And so that's one of the things I've noticed is that they they don't know how to handle that yet. And so we're we're teaching them even how to have free time in that you get to choose, you know, and that's, that's exciting. And that's, that's great. You know, I think it's interesting though, on that same note, how we were having a little bit of stress and anxiety with our eight-year-old boy, because he was so used to this thing he's done his whole life. Right. He had been in a daycare cause we were both working full-time mm-hmm. medicine and in the church. And then we, he was in preschool and kindergarten, first, second, third, he's in third grade. And he's mm-hmm. so used to that instruction and that structure, that rigidity, that I think I underestimated the value of a clear schedule for him mm-hmm. because it gave him security. Like that was normalcy. Mm-hmm. And he got so excited when he was like, oh, it's school time. And he knew what to do because he's been home for a few weeks since we took them out after the, uh, well, for the Christmas break We is when mm-hmm. he, he stopped going to school. And he all of a sudden was without structure except for us telling him what to do. He's like, what do I do every day this time and this time and this time? Nobody's mm-hmm. telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I'm hoping that his need for that reduces. I think it will. But also it was so valuable. And I said, all right, buddy. Here's this. And when it was time, he looked at it. He's like, oh, school time. He got his books and he go went to the table and he sat down. He's, his sister's up there with him. And he just felt like peace about that. And that was the first time I saw him smile thinking about homeschool because before that, I think he was really anxious about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's normal because I think he didn't know what to expect it to look like. And we didn't really know exactly, but we probably had more of an idea because we're the one planning it. But yeah. also, let's kind of talk about like what we're doing for curriculum because – he was the first half of the year in school, right? Mm-hmm. So they actually did use um, some of like the homeschool um, curriculum because it was a private school. So he has uh, an Abeka thing, he has some BJU Press things, but um, we didn't want to spend money on a curriculum for half a year. For half of a year, yeah. and so we didn't even know where he was at or what pace he was going. So you know, and we don't know what to choose yet. So it's kind of like, well, we were like, you know, let's just see if he can get those workbooks, all his consumables from the school when he is withdrawn. Yeah. And they did give it to him. And so we kind of looked through it and Sunday night, the 
day before we started, we kind of went through it together, saw what he was doing, kind of asked his input on what kind of what do you do here? Like how many pages do you usually do and this and that. So we went through in his agenda that he was given from school. We wrote out pages for him to do for the whole week. So we kind of went through the whole week. We went through math, spelling, reading. Well, yeah, penmanship. Um, the reading book we decided to get. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like $6. It's like the second unit for the year for the... Was that geography or something like that? Well, there was that one too. We didn't get that one because that's a new one. That's a new oh, edition. You yeah, can't yeah. get it used. And okay. they are so expensive. I know y'all know that, but goodness. It was the you. reading one we got. It was the reading one we got. It was from something. It was from somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up getting like the, the workbook that or the textbook that goes with mm-hmm. his workbook for that. But the penmanship, the math and the spelling. Um, and then he has individual reading time where he's reading just a chapter book and yeah. he's writing a one page summary. And we're kind of keeping it basic. Like yeah. that's kind of all he's doing right now. They have like a rest time, read aloud time. Um, and then we have him doing some just kind of reporting on what he read and comprehension mm-hmm. stuff. I, w- I wonder if maybe we should get specific about what the day was like yesterday mm-hmm. and that experience. Uh, before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I speak to parents all the time who come up to me and they see what's happening, but they don't know what to do. And I just want to stand up and say, you can do this. Here is a solution. This is Yvette Hampton, host of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Join us each week for a new episode as we offer encouragement and resources on biblical discipleship from popular speakers and authors, as well as parents just like you and me. Find out more at schoolhouserocked.com or listen anywhere you find your favorite podcast. One other thing I wanted to mention now that we're back is that uh, before we start talking about like the specifics of our day yesterday, um, we kind of also had this idea since we will be joint homeschooling and that's usually not the norm, I would say. Sometimes um, I feel like the spouse will have like a day or two where they might um, do the homeschooling. But for now, for this month, we have this calendar and it's just a month calendar. And so every day, at least per week, we're going to do um, a color coding system about who's going to be doing instruction mm-hmm. that week. Mm-hmm. So when I go back to work, we might not be doing it during the weekdays. We might do a Saturday. We have because, to change everything. Who knows? Yeah, because that's when I might be home, you know. So for this week, at least, we had joint instruction, which was uh, pink and blue, right? And then our free days with no... Are you the blue? No. I'm okay. Pink. Uh, and our free days are, <laughs> like, we're going to mark as green. So that's going to be... There's not any school, you know, it's, you know, just free time where we're doing other family things or, or, or whatnot. So that's kind of one way that we thought, uh, system wise would be helpful for the kids to know that week, you know, at least, um, what it's going to look like, what days are going to be no school days and, and stuff like that. So as far as yesterday, um, and how it went, there were, there was a big highlight for me and like, not like a low point, but a pain point that I that was instructive for me, but mm-hmm. what were what was what were some of your big observations yesterday? Why don't you go first? I can think about it. Okay, well, I would say I'll bring the kind of sadder thing first, and this happened later. But he has a uh, a writing book, and it's both like you know creative writing, but also penmanship, so cursive. Actually, pretty pretty good stuff. Um, and we think it's actually really important for them to be able to actually write mm-hmm. cursive. I have whole thoughts about that. But he was doing some of the practice, and he looked sad. And he's mm-hmm. like, "I, Lisa, I hate this, or I don't like this a lot. And 
he said he didn't like a lot. He's out over here staring at me right now. He said he didn't like it a lot because he did a whole packet of penmanship work, ship work early in the year and some kid stole it from him. Like it was some kid took it. I don't know. That's a little crazy. And that and, he, and it made him weep. Like it was very sad. And that broke my heart. But I was also able to say to him, son, no kid is ever going to steal your penmanship work again. Right, like, and it's little things. Even at a really good, by the way, we liked that school, mm-hmm. the Christian school they were in. But even there, there's only so much oversight mm-hmm. at a one to fifteen or one to twenty ratio the teacher can possibly have, and stuff like that's going to happen. But it's silly because, like, that's not preparing them for the real world. Because in the real world, if somebody stole your stuff, it's a crime. Like, you can't do that. So that was it. Made me sad that he hated it, but we're trying to kind of mm-hmm. redeem that. And I encouraged him why I thought it was important for him to learn it. And we're and I was able to modify how he did it, right? Because I was like, look, as long as you're writing the characters correctly, I don't care if you do all the repetitive letter practice. I care that you get it right. So we'll work that out together. I love they have the freedom. That's one. So a sad thing turned into kind of an opportunity, I think. Mm-hmm. But two, and this was kind of like my high point. We were in the dining room. Like it's kind of like kitchen dining room connected thing. And we're, he's working on math. Mm-hmm. And there was an introduction in the selection we gave him to like weights and measures, like cups, pints, quarts. And these were terms with which he was unfamiliar at the time. And he was like, wait, what? This is how many? And he's, I think he's visual and he's kinesthetic and he needs to like see and feel things. And so he goes, I'm not getting this. And I was like, I got you, son. We walked into the kitchen and I pulled out a little cup jar, a mason jar. And a pint, and a quart, and a half gallon, and we found a gallon glass jar, and I got a little half cup tiny mason jar, and I was able to say, son, here, this is this, this is two of this, this, and he got it like that. And he got it, and he answered all the questions, he was able to put them in all in order and whatever he was asking for, and then he was, I was like, hey, do you want to go back and sit down at the table to work on it? He's got the glasses in front of him, uh, the mason jars, and he's like, no? And I was like... So he was, like, standing at the counter. He was standing at the counter looking at them and working his workbook. And I was like, see, son, would would you be able to do that in in the traditional school, stand wherever and work? And he's like, no. I'm like, you can here. And the smile that lit up on his face that gave me so much joy just as an affirmation between the being able to do a practical example in our own kitchen of things he can really understand and use in real life that applied to math and him finding joy in it was like, I almost wept. Like, really? It was really... We've been heading in this direction for so long that to see it come to fruition and to have a positive effect really hit me. Yeah, I think that was a highlight for me, too. And just, um, I have excitement over seeing them be able to choose things they really want to learn about and that we could delve into, you know, that um, maybe we'll choose a unit study at some point and they'll be able to really kind of go into depth about something that they are interested in, you know, and just being able to see them learn and then me learning with them. Like we both love to learn. And so I think that it's cool to be able to learn with your kids. And there's just so much more opportunity for that when you're homeschooling. I think another observation that we're finding is that there's instruction time, right? Yeah. Um, But there's also times when they need to be doing stuff. And so teaching them to not interrupt, teaching them boundaries. It's a very important skill to learn in yeah. in life. <laughs> and so we have a schedule, we give instruction, and 
those instructions need to be obeyed, just like yeah. they are in school. So it's different, though, because, right, we're their parents. Like, yeah. they're able to come to us all the time, like, in, in other circumstances. But it's like, well, if you're working, you're on a meeting, you're on yeah. a call, both of them need to learn not to interrupt, to, hey, if you've done whatever was in, instructed of you, and go find something else then. Because right, right. now, there's this a is list of things they time. can do. Right. This yeah. is, this they is, know the things they can do. This is the time. This is the boundary. And so teaching them to respect the boundary and to work within that and to maybe think outside of the box if they've mm-hmm. done whatever is, you know, expected of them, then find something else quiet to do. So also working through that so that you are able to work from home, that you're able to have meetings, that you're able to record things. You know, that's going to be a very important lesson, I think, that we're going to have to probably work on harder than some of the other things. But I think it's going to be really valuable, and that's hard for me, right? Because we're kind of like warm, fuzzy parents in general. Like, we love to hug and cuddle with our kids, and we are very open with them. But anything they want to talk about, we're going to talk about as it's age-appropriate. And I really struggle with that. When I was still working at the church full-time and COVID lockdowns were going on, I remember, you know, they were like, what, four or five and one, and... They would need my attention. And I was on meetings trying to figure out how to do online church. And it broke my heart. And my greatest stressor was not being a dad or trying to focus on work. It was that I really wanted to do both. And like, I can't Mm -hmm. do things that require attention and focus and give my attention focus to my kids. I don't Mm -hmm. like that, but it's also reality. There's no such thing as multitasking. It's a myth. You're back and forth switching between tasks really Mm -hmm. fast. Great. She's way better at it than me, me, but you really can't do two things Mm -hmm. at once. The brain doesn't work that way. And so we're trying to figure out how to draw boundaries and at the same time make it clear that we love them and and we actually will have more time than we ever have had before with them. So... Guys, that's that's kind of our journey on where we are. Baby, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I had just one more thing. Um, something that I think is really valuable and cool that we get to do is, um, yes, we have, like, workbook time and instruction time and stuff like that. But we also get the chance to teach them other things, life skills. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things um, just in general, like, around the house that I want to start teaching them that will be valuable for when they are older, when they move out, when they have their own family. And so I think that's pretty cool because – um, you know, I want my kids to know how to cook things and to clean a toilet yeah. because I don't want to keep cleaning all the toilets and like, in here. Do laundry. Yeah. And measure things and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, learn how to um have a budget, go to the grocery store, shop for it, and then cook it. Like I think that that's so cool. There's so many things that you can learn just from life in general and doing life with your kids. And so I'm super excited about that to to bring them along. And so it's different for us bringing them along on a lot of things because, you know, we've just ha- had them in school. And so we then we do our other stuff and then we're with their, you know, but but living life with them more and bringing them along with the things we're doing, um, though it may seem mundane for them, like it's, it's very valuable for them to see how life works as an adult. And so because they're going to be an adult one day. I mean, they are they are little people. They're not they're they're kids. Yes, but they will be adults one day. So it's like, let's let's prepare them, you know, so doing life with them more and being able to teach them other things other than just academic work. That's really exciting for me, too. That's the only other thing I wanted to add. 
Yeah, and I'll just say on one other note, look, this is the Made to Homeschool podcast. You know, we, we uh, run a community called Made to Homeschool uh, along with a team of just amazing creator contributors. And I actually popped in there into the one of the threads. It's kind of like a private Facebook, guys, if you haven't seen it. But it's like our own thing. and There's no trolls, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. And it's just wonderful, encouraging people. Mm-hmm. And I popped in there to say, hey, here was my experience this first day. And I was really moved because so much of what we've used has come from Made to Homeschool and the folks in there giving us their experiences and what worked Mm -hmm. for them and didn't work for them. And it's different for every family. But looking forward, I know I've got a place to go for any questions I have, for any resources I need. We're always making new stuff we can use. And I just, that was an encouragement for me. And I, I just think if you're a parent out there who's starting on your homeschool journey, and you don't have that yet, then go check out Made to Homeschool. There's literally a free seven-day trial, the premium plan. You can see all the things and join a workshop. They're tremendous. There was a really, really good one about doing a mid-year audit yesterday from Jess from the Homeschool Convert. That was awesome. I just think community really matters in all respects, and uh, homeschool is better together. So I would go, I would say go check it out. It's madetohomeschool.com. We would love to see you guys there, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.